Cusick. Not just a word, a movement, a mindset, and a podcast. Welcome to Fusick. Okay, everybody. Welcome back to the Fusick podcast. We uh, have an interesting episode today. Um, what I will say is that if you guys think I have a southern accent, wait till you hear our guest speaker today. My name is Craig Miller. I'm your co-host. TJ McGinnis, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. How you doing, Craig? I'm doing okay. Doing okay, other than the fact that somehow I managed to pull a muscle in my neck today in the shower getting ready. Wow. Did you Have you ever heard of the, the uh, thought process of potentially stretching out before you get into the shower? No, TJ, I haven't really heard of that one, but... Um, didn't really know that that was ever even a thing, to be honest with you. Well, I, I think I just made it up, but I think when you get old like yourself and you start eating cheeseburgers, Craig, and wings and, and pizza uh, four days a week, your body starts breaking down on you, and uh, I think you might need to stretch out a little bit more. Turning 29 could never be so rough. Yeah. I just never tell thought. You, tell you what. I've heard stories. Yep. But I never knew it was actually true. <laughs> Well, it was a great way to start off a Friday morning, 6 a.m. here in Chicago, um, getting ready to have a great day with the core team up here and um, have some meetings and, and, and get going. So, uh, TJ, what else you got going on, man? Well, this weekend we have a, uh, it's called a mystery dinner. I'm not sure if any of you fellas ever been to one. I know I haven't, so I'm not sure what to expect. But we're all dressing up in Gatsby outfits, and there is one murderer and supposedly we all have to find out who that murderer is. And my wife is determined to be the one, the murderer. So we all came together and made a joke and said, no matter what, even if she isn't, we should, make sh- we should, we should tell her that she is the murderer or she should be the murderer. So then it messes everything up and it's two. But that'd be kind of, that probably wouldn't work well. So, so it's actually, like a, a real life game? Yeah, uh-huh. it's, a, it's, a, it's like Clue. I think it's like Clue, clue, clue. but it's yeah. a real life yeah. game. So we'll That's see. Pretty cool. Yeah, I'll let you guys know how it goes. But I, so we want a uh, a Graham. Do y'all do y'all do a lot of mystery dinners in South Georgia? Yeah, we do, but it's to, it's really to find the murderer. I mean, it's not like a game. <laughs> That's what I thought. That's what I thought. You got a lot of murders right. going on in Nichols, Georgia, Graham. Well, we we really can't talk about that on the podcast, but maybe like yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. With the mil- with the millions of listeners, TJ, it might. Uh, it might might call someone that, that are, you know wouldn't be are, good. Are you guys gonna watch the fight this weekend? I, I would I'd love like to, to watch it. Yeah, yeah, I would too. Miller, what do you got Actually, going on? Um, we are relaxing very much. So it's almost to the point to where I really want to watch the fight, but also don't want to do anything to have to get out of the house. And I'm trying to decide if I want to watch it well enough for us to have a couple people over to even split it. So. Um, I'm pretty sure Mayweather's going to win. Um, I, I, would, I, 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 think, I have a feeling it's either going to be very, very short or it's going to go to distance, but it's just going to be a lot of defense fighting. Yeah, well, that eight ounce, those eight-ounce so. gloves, man. Eight-ounce gloves. Yeah, but Mayweather's make been fighting with eight-ounce gloves his whole, his whole career. Oh, has so, he been? Yeah, and I will call this out. So there was something I need to let all the millions of listeners know that we had a bet – that happened in Denver at the meeting. And I will name first names, but I won't name last names. There's a DGA in California named Casey who bet Colby, who used to be the recruiter in 
Central Florida. $10,000 to Colby's $10 that Mayweather would win. So, if McGregor wins, he owes Colby $10,000. That's how confident he is. But if McGregor wins, Colby only has to pay him $10. And that's pretty much what the odds are, right? It's almost that ridiculous like that. For $1,000. Yeah, it's ridiculous. That just shows you how much more uh, DGAs in the the West make than everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) Graham, I always knew you were smart. That's a very smart comment right there. That's funny. Well, let's get to it, guys. Um, I'm excited about the the person that we have on today. He has had a huge influence, not only on my career, but uh, probably mainly, Graham, and this is a little bit of a joke just for the listeners to be, just to make sure we're clear here, on my shoe game. And I would like to... Is that a joke? I mean, that, I've always thought that was serious, man. I mean, no, no, it is. It is very yeah. serious. It is okay. very serious. Um, so I want to just start this podcast off a little bit different, and I'd like you to tell the story that I'm talking about here. All right. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so me and Craig, we're at this. Uh, you know, one of the the growth meetings. I guess the old school was. I don't even know what we call it back in the day. It was probably exponential like, growth. <laughs> no, it wasn't an exponential no. growth form. It was, uh, it was like it might have been a, a new manager school. Uh, it was know. like five and a half years ago. Yeah, I think it was like 2012, 2013, and so we're sitting there, and, and me and Craig and some other guys, and you know, and we're just just kind of talking it up, and we're just, you know, I'm jabbing some of these new guys because I at the time I'd, I'd already been on the company for several years, and and uh, so I'd learned a few things, and. Craig's all over there. He's you can tell he's a big light in the room and all, but man, he had the worst shoes like in the whole class, like out of like fifty people. And I was like, dude, I mean, can I be honest with you? He's like, yeah, man. You know, he's smiling, everybody's laughing. I was like, well, if you were you and you walked up to you and you looked at your shoes, would you buy anything from you, honestly? Would you would you take yourself seriously? And I thought he was gonna cry. Matter of fact, he may have cried a little bit, but uh, I think I consoled him, but. So ever ever since that he's uh, ever since from that point there, if you guys ever see the the, the really snazzy shoes he's wearing, I, I'd like to take a little bit of credit for that. So That's, I owe you all the credit, Graham. Yeah, and I appreciate that. Every time I've bought a new pair of shoes, I've always sent a picture to Graham. Every single time That's I right. bought a new pair of dress shoes. Well, so. I, I think there's two two parts to that uh, story right there. One is. Craig, great job of taking uh, constructive criticism. And two, Graham, good for you to, for having that conversation with him uh, because I'm sure you didn't want to have it. I mean, you didn't want to tell a guy that, look, your shoes are awful. But also, you, you, you liked the guy and you wanted to help him out, and that made a big difference in his in his career. I, I mean, I think. Yeah. I think it's the only reason I'm sitting in Chicago today. I mean, <laughs> I, I think it is. I like to think that's the real, well, and maybe the uh, the uh, the Luke Bryan looks yeah. helped a little bit, but yeah, I mean, I Come like on. to think that I had a hand in that, so I'll take it. Um, whenever I write a book about my life, Graham, that's going to be the title. We we got to have a whole chapter at least at least about that with that story, and I'd like to you know maybe even help write it if if that's okay. That's a deal. That's a deal. All that's right. a that's a handshake deal right there, brother. Okay. Well, Graham, tell us your Fusick story, buddy. All right. Well, um, you know, I, I like to, uh, you know, matter of fact, I'm doing uh, interviews here in about an hour and a half, and 
and we had a quite the response. We had about 17 people show up at a group seminar last week, and out of those 17, 12 are coming back. They're ready to come on board. And, and I tell my story every time I do one of these seminars. And so it started back in 2004. I was 26. I uh, didn't have a, you know, from a resume standpoint, didn't have a lot going on for me. I was driving a, a delivery truck. I was, you know, del- delivering wholesale goods to uh, convenience stores and little country towns in Georgia and and uh, had quit Kennesaw State in my sophomore year. And, you know, so I didn't have a college degree. And so, I mean, like I said, you know, resume-wise, just, you know, nothing impressive about me. And, but I had one guy... Um, uh, my father-in-law actually that uh, he uh, he saw something in me. He said, he said, "Man, I you know I think you should give this a shot." And and it just you know I uh, you know I, I kind of brushed that off for a few months, and then it came to a point where I was just I was so unhappy at my job because you know even with advancement, I mean you see there's there's a ceiling there, and and I just thought there was more to life than you know living you know making fifty thousand dollars a year and you know, just living in mediocrity, and, and you know, and that was the ceiling I could see at this company I was at, or any company for that matter. And so he asked me again one night, and you know, have you thought any more about this? Do you think you could do this? And I said, you know what? I said, I would like to do this. And so anyway, I, I went home, and me and my wife talked about it, and we prayed about it together. And uh, and then the next morning, I woke up with just a super excitement, you know, and and and, and I called him. Uh, at that time, I, I was waking up at two in the morning to go to work, and I'd work for yeah, I'd work, you know, twelve, fifteen hours a day, and so I was up at two o'clock wanting to call my father-in-law. I was like, nah, I better not do that. You know, we had just got married now, and, and you know, I'm still kind of, you know, the jury's still out whether this guy really likes me or not. So, <laughs> uh, so I waited till about six thirty to give him a buzz, and then I, you know, I, that's about as long as I could wait. And I called him and told him I was ready to do this, and. So anyway, that's how the story starts, and uh, you know I came in, and a lot of folks, were, you know, kind of kind of thought, hey, this guy, you know, his father-in-law's bringing him in the business, and he had been with Colonial at the time for, you know, twenty-five years, I believe, and Circle of Honor guy, been, you know, made every every year had made conference, I think, twenty-four consecutive years up to that point, so good mentor. But I guess one thing he understood was the value of going out there and working hard without without it being given to you. And uh, that dude didn't give me anything. He he, he gave me the, what it took. He gave me good advice. He led me in the right direction. Um, but that guy made me work. And uh, he put me in the most uncomfortable, uh, just just scary situations that, you know, a new rep could be in. And uh, I think, uh, you know, I really believe that's that's what has, you know, kind of got me to this point is that right. I, I overcome my, my fear of failure and just my fears that a lot of new reps have in our business because he put me immediately in the fire. Not to say he didn't give me the tools, but he just, he put me there, you know, and I think that was good for me. But anyway, so I went from a truck driver to, you know, selling cancer policies, you know, for, you know, for a couple of weeks. And then I really started kind of figuring out and seeing that, you know, hey, man, you know, I might could, I might could do this thing. And I think my first actual paycheck I got from Colonial was like $1,700. And uh, before that, I'd never made more than about eight hundred dollars in a week. And and then in my third month, uh, we had a different bonus structure back then. And um, you know, they had some. It was called a quick start bonus. 
and I got my first bonus, and I had I'd closed a nice account, and my my check was twelve thousand dollars in my third month for one week, and I was like, you know, I mean, living on cloud nine, man, I was like, man, this is just I can't believe this, and and, and again, you know, one of the things with me is that. You know, he told me, he said, look, man, he said, at, these, at times like these, it's, it's sitting time to slow down. It's time to speed up. And so so I did, and I went on, and and, and that year, I, I think I ended up closing 25 new accounts that year in my first year. And and uh, I was rookie of the year for the uh, for our territory, Georgia, uh, East Georgia, South Carolina territory. And, and um, you know, went to conference, was, uh, was in Aruba in 2005 and all that good stuff. And and uh, anyway, so that's where it is, man. But but you know, I guess you know when I when I think about Fusick and 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 I th- and I think about it a lot. And I think about you guys a lot. I guess the parallels that I would have there is that you know number one, you know if if you guys were looking at me on a resume today, you'd be like, oh man, I don't know if this guy's the best candidate. And especially when I start talking, you're like, oh man, this guy's dumb as a rock. You know, he's he can't do this. And uh, and a lot of people were thinking that in my other com- you know other company I worked for and, and just other people and and uh, and even my family when I told you know my grandmother which was my you know she had kind of helped raise me most most of my life I told her I was leaving to to do this and she's like no no you you can't do that you got a secure job you're making six hundred dollars a week and you know it's uh, it's safety and it's security and it's no you can't you know nobody makes it in the insurance business and i said well grandma you know i'm not i'm not everybody you know i feel like i can do this and I had other family members do the same and uh, so they all said not you know all said i couldn't you know and, and said that i wouldn't be able to do this and here i am 13 years later and i'm still doing it so um but that's that's the beginning of my i guess my fusic story is that you know didn't have a lot to go on in the beginning and you know but i had the confidence of a few folks uh, dave hunsinger you know he was my dj at the time he helped me tremendously first first five years six years of my career um and then of course my father-in-law i, I would count him as my biggest mentor back then and, but they just saw something and was willing to you know put a little time in me and and here i am yeah that, that's that was a great stories uh graham on perseverance and driving and believing in yourself and and building up that I like to call it like invisible armor around yourself sure. uh, whereas no matter what because the closest people to you will tell you you know and it's not it's not their fault you can't blame it on them they're looking out and trying to protect you telling you that you know this might not be the right opportunity for you grammar no you can't do this no you can't do that for the because of their own uh, you know at, self-adequacies or insecurities or different things that that have happened throughout their life so they're trying to protect you Graham uh, and you know we, we have to build up those armors around ourselves and our teams to make sure that that doesn't happen you know that we don't let those negativities come into us Graham yeah. uh, transitioning to leadership uh, because you've built up a lot of great people with Colonial where, where was the where did that light bulb come on that said you know what I really enjoy leadership, and I enjoy developing people, and and this is my calling. Yeah, well, you know, I've always been that guy in the group that, like, when I went out with my buddies, and, you know, we're, we're choosing where to eat or, you know, where we're going to spend spring break, I was the guy that made the arrangements, you know, and or, or you know, dinner arrangements or, or chose the restaurant to go to, and so I guess I've always kind of had a knack of, you know, no matter what group I'm in to, you know, lead the charge, and 
And um, well, a couple years in, you know, I was, I was probably three years in. You know, I'd made more money than I could have ever dreamed of making. But I got to, I got, you know, it was, it was just my father-in-law. He actually brought me in, you know, with the intentions of, you know, retiring. And uh, and so I was kind of really by myself. And I was like, you know, it sure would be fun if I could, uh, you know, share this uh, this trip with some other folks around me. And so probably 2008, somewhere around there, uh, I really started thinking about, you know, growing and. And I think actually officially in 2010, I became an ADM uh, with Colonial Life and, uh, and branded an agency and started the, uh, actually started the agency in 2008. Um, and, you know, I just, it was just all around the thought of, you know, I, I think I'd like to have other folks around me. And, you know, what, what is it going to do, you know, what is it going to take for me to be able to do that? And so I had that conversation with Dave and, and uh, he thought it was a good idea, you know, where, you know, being where I was at, where I was geographically located was a good growth area for us at the time. And, and so, so that's kind of, that's kind of what spurred that. I was just tired of, you know, working by myself all the time. And, and, uh, and again, wanted to share that success with other people. And I, you know, I wanted to change some other people's lives. Like, you know, mine had been changed and, you know, then that's, and again, the money, man, it's, it's cool for a couple of years, but I mean, you got to have a bigger vision than that uh, if if you're going to be long term successful. I mean, the money the money's not that big of a deal when you're not enjoying life and enjoying the you know the, those around you. And and, uh, and I just wanted I wanted something bigger out of you know my career if I was going to be in this long term. Without a doubt, one of the, one of the things that I always have to remind myself of because very rarely, but sometimes I'll catch myself focused on like you said the money, but. One thing we know for a fact is that money never leads; it always follows. Sure, that's and right. you've got to follow. You've got to follow your passion, and you have to go after what you're passionate about. Because if you're not doing something that you're passionate about, it's only going to be temporary. Right. You're only going to be able to do at the speed you're doing it, and the and the pace you're doing it, and the like excitement that you have for it. It's only going to last if you're passionate about it. Absolutely. And obviously, you were passionate about the role you were in for a little while, but then there was this, you know, this earning that you wanted more and you wanted to be able to help people and you wanted to be able to pass it back down. And that's what, you know, rare people have. It's not something everybody has and that's okay. Not everybody has to have that. A lot of people are passionate about closing the deal, you know, and rarely, you know, we find some people like, you know, yourself, Graham, that is passionate about passing that back down and helping other people. So I think that's something you should be proud of. That's pretty cool. But I did have one question. Sure. Um, what is the population of Nichols, Georgia? Well, I think the last census we had roughly around 2,000, which 1,200 of those are in the local prison. And that's a true story. Um, we get to count them as part of the tax base, as part of the deal of having them in the city limit. So, so we, we probably have about 800 residents there. Uh, one track <laughs> are, you, are, are you serious? They're, oh yeah, they, yeah. They, oh, count, yeah. they count that as, and are how they're not paying taxes, are they? No, but they count they, it. They can't. No, I don't think so. <laughs> no, geez. they can't get a job with us anyway. Uh, they, well, they, most of them maybe they get a job in, in the prison or something. I, that oh, anyways, I don't even get. I don't even want to get on that. But that. But that, no, that the point of that sense. is how much how much premium and how many cases will you guys did you guys write last year, Graham? Uh, well, last year was a down year, but uh, I mean, we still we wrote like almost uh, 1.6 million, and uh, and we we had I think 72 cases last year, um, 
And the year before that, we were at 1.4 and some change, 103 cases. Um, but it's, uh, you know, again, man, this, you know, this career, uh, you can't let geographic boundaries stop you. I mean, there's too much out there to do and, and too much out there to grow. Um, you just got to go find the business. It doesn't matter if I live in Atlanta, Jacksonville, Chicago, or Nichols. Business isn't going to find you. You got to go find it. So that's right. We're just creative. Yeah. Great. Yep. And we're just creative in the way we do that, and, and we're just you know kind of calculated too. But but yeah, man, it's small town and really nothing but small towns around. I mean, we were literally in the you know if you look on a map and you want to find a town that has the definition of middle of nowhere, that's Nichols. Yeah. So yeah, you know, I've never been to Nichols without stopping by to see you. I know you can't say the same thing about the cities I've lived in, but yeah. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna there. bring this up here on on the podcast, huh? Oh yeah, oh, we're yeah. Bring, sure. I think we Still have. Bitter about I, th- that. I think we have a couple things that you guys are bitter about right here. I'm the I'm the, I'm the middle. <laughs> ref, I'm the I've seen now why. Yeah. All right. All right. We got a it's little because I love him more than he loves me. I think that's what it is. That's, just, that's not I wanna true. Be, I want to be in his presence more than he wants to be in mine, which is understandable, that's, Graham. There's nothing wrong. You can admit, everybody would understand that completely. Graham, yeah, next I, time you next time you see Craig, <laughs> Graham, just just go up. Don't say anything. Just give him a hug. Just give him a hug. No, I'm gonna kidney punch him like he just did with me on this podcast. <laughs> Data's Data's gonna love that part of it. Um, so, Graham, tell us about a time where uh, you, you know you you failed at something, and, and looking back on it, it humbled you after after it happened. All right, so so that's happened a lot, actually. Um, you know, and, and I guess I haven't had really any monumental failures uh, as far as you know, just like uh, you know, just like crap. You know, the whole thing goes up in flames, but. I mean, I fail all the time, and, and just, you know, I think that's part of our learning curve is you have to fail. Uh, and, and i give you a good example, you know, just being candid with you guys, and, and, and hopefully it will help on this uh, on this podcast, is, you know, right now is not, it has not been a good time for us. You know, first six months of this year, um, you know, I kind of got away from being a, an assertive leader for about, you know, six, nine months, and... Uh, and it's affected, you know, the way our, our district and our operation is running in, in a negative way. We're still, you know, if you look at our numbers and stuff, you know, we, we look good. And, you know, everybody's like, oh, yeah, y'all are doing it. But we're really, you know, we've got a lot more talent in, in our building that, that we should be doing a lot more. And just, you know, some things that we're just, you know, we used to do that we're not doing. And, it, and it's, it's showing in some areas. So, you know, I, I actually had a phone call with uh, – you guys know Frank Ferez. I mean, my, my uh, MGA here in uh, South Carolina, East Georgia. And, and he has this really, really cool way of, you know, when, when you're not doing something good or well, uh, he, he's just, you know, he's so suave in the way he talks, man. He, he He's so just genuine. And he says it in a way it's so nice, but it's like somebody's sticking daggers in your heart, you know. And he was talking about, you know, the way we're developing, you know, reps is not the same and, you know, our – you know our production you know anyway and it was one of those epiphany moments in your life it just like the the proverbial light bulb just came on and i was like what the heck am i doing you know what why am i letting other people run our show here when when you know they're looking up to me to run this show and deliver on the promises of of a better life and and uh and the freedoms that that everybody would like to experience in this life and you know i got to step up to the plate here and so so because of my failures 
as a leader of just not you know, just one area, one main area being assertive and 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 not letting your um, or I was letting my folks just kind of take the reins and, and kind of do what they wanted to do without any structure, without any uh, accountability. Um, you know, it put us in backwards mode for a while. And, and I, I will tell you this, it's, you know, good timing to have this podcast is, you know, so we had a real, um, you know, I guess the, uh, the old saying is the come to Jesus meeting about a month ago with, with my leadership team. And I told them, look, you know, this is not working, guys. What you're, you're doing here, let's do it. How we know works, and uh, and since then we've had about forty fifty thousand dollars in A-rep premium in just about nice. three and a half weeks, and uh, Boom. yep, and then I think six A-rep cases, which uh, almost doubled what we had done all year long. So again, I and, and and so my you know my suspicions were right. We could have been doing this all along. We just weren't. I wasn't pressing the issue, and and again. And, and and I feel like, you know, it was a failure on my part because not only was the agency not growing, but my leadership team, you know, they weren't growing as effectively as they could be. And, and I owe that to them. You know, they, they've given me the trust to come on board and, and do this with us. You know, I should be willing to stand up and say, hey, this isn't in your best interest, man. You, you know, you got to you got to shape up in this area so you can be maximizing your compensation and your time with your family and and really enjoying this thing like you should be. And so that's where we are now, man. I, I think that was a big failure again from a tactical standpoint. But uh, we've righted the ship thanks to some good you know, mentorship from Frank and, and one or two others, and and some encouragement from obviously my wife and one or two others. So uh, we're, I think we're going to be back on track the rest of the year. Yeah, there's no awesome. uh, there's no doubt in my mind, Graham, that that's that's in the horizon for you, but. Uh, what isn't you it just, a lot more fun too? Sorry, CJ, I mean, no, but isn't it no. a lot more fun when Absolutely. other people are winning? I mean, I mean, how much yeah. more fun have you had the past six weeks than you've than you did maybe the six weeks prior? Yeah, man, and, and it's not only um, you know, there, and there were some people winning on the team, but it was it was the same ones, you know, and yeah, and uh, and it really it really didn't have a lot to do with you know the new people that we're trying you know, that we know is 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 just essential in growing what we do. Um, we weren't we weren't really I mean I was selling the dream but then we weren't we weren't showing them how the dream works when they came in or, or, or they weren't being serious about it or I wasn't forcing them to be you know and so yeah man I mean it's we have had a just I mean it's been like a, a total different place to work it's been like a probably like a a Craig Miller or TJ McKinnis, you know, type atmosphere the last four oh. weeks. So, oh, I don't yeah. know about Nerf, that, man. Was, did y'all have Nerf guns? Yeah, we, we actually do have Nerf guns. So, well, that's yeah. well. Then it might have been. You're right. You're right. Yeah. But I, uh, I do want to say something about Frank as well. For TJ, asked the next question that um, you know, one thing about Frank Perez and and TJ Hannon uh, um, is those are two of the most successful people mm-hmm. and long term successful people in the company. And I'll never forget, I'll never forget when I was uh, 22, turning 23, or just turned 23, both of those guys treated me just like I was, you know, Bill Dean or Tim Arnold or, or anybody else, you know, shook my hand, came over to speak to me, um, you know, responded when I called them to annoy them, to ask them questions. And <laughs> uh, so I would like to say thank you, too, to both of those guys because, um, you know, they have way more going on than, than I thought, than I realized they did at the time. And they still took right. a call from an annoying, you know, 23-year-old redneck from Alabama. So, um, you know, shout out to those guys for being humble and always passing it back down, too. Big time. Yep. They're big time. Absolutely. Yeah. 
And that's colonial, I, man. That's a, one yep. of the biggest reason I love this company, man, is the culture is the same from the top to the bottom. That's right. Graham, Graham I want to touch on what you just said earlier because uh, humility is, is super important. And the bill, the, to have the ability to have the self-reflect and be able to look back and instead of blaming this on this person or blaming it on this person, looking at yourself and saying, you know, what, what am I doing wrong? What am, what what's something I and that's the extreme ownership, and that's and you know it's why you're year after year after year leading the pack in in all levels of colonial life. So I, I thank you for that because for the listeners I think that's super important. It's not, it's not always going to be rainbows and butterflies, everybody. Uh, and the greatest leaders, so, uh, so most of the time, a lot of time, have the most self doubt in themselves. They just they just put it all to the side and they keep moving forward. So, uh, to, but to touch on that real quick, Graham, what, what was it, if you could, are you, have you been able to pinpoint one or two things from the assertiveness uh, that you said that you weren't doing, that you, you switched up uh, for the listeners, uh, so maybe they might be going through this same yeah. hurdle? Yeah, so what happened, and this is, you know, I'm kind of a, a, a passive guy by nature a lot of the time just because... You know, I don't like to create conflict, and, and you know, and, and I don't think anybody does to that degree. I mean, I don't mind being in conflict and, and, and conflict resolution, but I don't like to create it. Uh, that's just not my deal. And and, I, and sometimes, you know, in leadership, if you're saying, "Hey, we're gonna we're going to do it," and I'm not asking you, we're going to do this, you're going to create some conflict somewhere. And and so I just got to a point, you know, we we got some. Uh, you know some high, some big producers in here, and I, and I just you know honestly just didn't want to upset the apple cart because I didn't want to, you know I didn't want these guys and girls to, to you know to get mad or or to them you know who knows you know all kind of fears flood in your mind are they going to leave are they going to go to Affleck are they going to do this because I'm you know putting my foot down in this area that I know they necessarily may not agree in or. And so I just had to get that junk out of my mind because it was it was killing the morale in the office. It was killing our, our sales. It was, I mean, it just, you know, a lot of things were going to rise. Just simply that one area I was not leading in. And uh, and so, you know, I've, yeah, I've been that leader before. I mean, you know, I've done a lot of things where, where folks were like, this guy's crazy, you know. they For everyone who said I couldn't, they're like, no, nah, he can't do it that way, you know. And, and then I did it, and they're like, oh, okay, well, maybe there's some substance to this. And and so that's, you know, that's where I, you know, I realize it, especially with these guys, with, with new rep development and a few other areas and, and how we're, we're looking at growing, I got, I got to trust my gut on this one. You know, I'm, I feel like I, I've had a hand in getting us here, and, and I want to have a hand in getting us to the next level, but I can't do that if, if I'm not leading. And, and so that's what it boiled down to is I just wasn't, really took some of my key reps into my ADM leadership core. Uh, I just wasn't, uh, I wasn't being assertive. And, you know, I was asking for things to be done or done a certain way. And, you know, it, it may go done for a week or two. And then I wasn't, I wasn't holding them uh, accountable to, uh, to not doing these things or to, you know, straying from a program that we, we designed together. And, you know, we were just like all over the place and, uh, from a structural standpoint and, and anyway, and then, so I, I just sat down, like I said, in this meeting we had about a month ago, talked to the guys on my leadership team and said, look, you guys, we're going to do this again because we've got the talent to do this. 
We've got the drive. We've got the market. We've got the good, the right people already on board. We're going to do this, and I want you guys to do this with me. But if you're not, I'm going to get somebody in here that is going to do it because it's going to be done. And since then, I mean, you know, and obviously that's kind of simplifying the conversation, but that's basically what we talked about. And then, you know, I think they saw the value in, in you know, what I'm saying. You know, let's let's go this way and. And uh, and and they all jumped on board, and they I've really seen a uh, an uptick in not only effort and morale, but just in excitement again. And and that's we know that the excitement and the passion is what breeds our success. And right. and so I'm just I'm just trying to recultivate that atmosphere. I know is is really gonna get us to that next level. That that's powerful stuff, Graham. Thank you for sharing. That's the example of Art Williams when he always says, "Lead with your heart, not your head." Because when you lead with Absolutely. your head, that's when other things get in the way. Leading with your heart, you, you're developing people to build people before you build sales. So uh, good job, Love man. It. Thank you. Love it. Thank you. Graham, what would you tell a 22-year-old Graham Tire? Like, what's the biggest advice that you could give someone starting to you know, get out of college or, or starting to get into a professional career? What, what would you advise anybody to do? Well, um, you know, you, you or hear not to do. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So you hear a lot about the American dream being dead today, you know, 2017. And in some areas, maybe, you know, it is compared to what it used to be. But, you know, in our business uh, and what, what colonial life brings, especially, I, I don't believe that's true. I think the American dream is, is still very much alive. I mean, I'm living proof of that. I'm Again, I'm the guy with, you know, uh, the, the bad resume, you know, the, the, the bad speech and and you know, just just don't think I got to get. But I came out here and worked my butt off, and, and I tried to do the right thing every day, and and it works. And so I mean that if I could go back, I would say you know I say hey man, you, you need to start this career at 22. Uh, I'd say you know is it going to be easy? Absolutely not. But is it going to be worth it? A hundred percent, absolutely. Yes, it is going to be worth it. Um, and I think, you know, that's what, you know, we're, we're doing, you know, interviewing some millennials today and some, some even younger folks. And, and that's what I tell them is that, you know, this sitting cookies and our, 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 you know, sitting unicorns and rainbows, I think is one of you guys said a while ago. I mean, this is, this is the real deal. This is, you're coming in here to create an impact on other people's lives. Like you said, and the money's going to come from that. You won't have to worry about it. It's always going to trail what you're doing if you're doing the right things. But you got to understand it's going to be hard work. You're going to want to quit. You're going to want to quit, but you can't. You you can't do it if you want to get more more out of life than just you know a paycheck, two point three kids in in the suburbs in Atlanta. Um, you know, making you know living the American dream at, at fifty two thousand a year. I mean, there's more to life than that. And uh, so I just I would just tell them to to, to persevere, to be patient, uh, be consistent in what they're doing, um, listen to good leadership. Um, stray away from bad leadership, um, but just get out there. And if they want this career to work and they want this career to really uh, change their lives, they got to be willing to change it themselves. I mean, it's not going to come to them. So, powerful, great stuff, buddy. It's awesome. It's very, very powerful. I mean, you've had a you've had a huge impact on my life and my career, and I can't thank you enough. Um, you know, just just one more person that's helped me out, and that's the whole reason for this podcast. You know, I had a chance in Denver and had a few people walk up to me in a meeting in Denver that I'd never met before and said, hey, just thank you all for, you know, uh, well, they didn't say y'all, but uh, thank you, you know, you guys for <laughs> something. I don't know. Thank you all for um, 
you know, doing this and it's helped. And, you know, that that's the reason we're doing this, guys. You know, once again, we are paying um, to do this podcast because so many people have helped us out, just like Graham's helped me and TJ's helped me and other people. So we're going to get the word, out. the word on this thing, spread the word, get the word out because it is helping. It is people are getting changed, you know, their lives by it. So, Graham, we can't thank you enough, man. Is there anything else that you'd like to add? Um, but we're kind of running a little bit over time here, but just wanted to see if there's anything else that you had that you'd like to add. Nah, buddy, I appreciate what you guys are doing and just, uh, you know, just keep going out there and, you know, let, let's keep changing some lives, man, for the better. And, and um, I'd like to have a, you know, a good epitaph on my on my grave one day. I don't want to, I don't want to have nobody show up. So, you know, I think, uh, <laughs> I'm thinking, uh, you, you know what I'm talking about, you know, being from Alabama, man, you get that. So, uh, but yeah, man, I appreciate what you guys are doing. Um, you know, a lot I get of us, it, but I can't spell it. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. I never even heard of the word before, but that's okay. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's, I, my, I, that's, that's that's my main edumacation right there. My well, main edumacation. Well, that's why I didn't say your name, TJ. That's why I went straight to Craig because I yeah, knew you yeah. were still you're like looking in the dictionary over there. What is that? What is that word? But. No, man, I, I appreciate you guys, man. I mean, you, you guys are um, doing really well. Proud of you guys. From an old veteran guy like myself, I'm proud of what you guys are doing and, and the way you're doing it. And, uh, you know, just keep up the good work. Appreciate Thank it, buddy. You. Thank hey, you. Have appreciate a good one. You. Tell Frank and the team up there we said hello. Yep, I will do it, buddy. Y'all have a good evening. Uh, you too yeah, now. You too. Right, Bye-bye. See y'all. TJ, I think that I think we nuked that one. That was a good one, man. What was what was your biggest takeaway, real quick? Craig, my one biggest takeaway was the fact that here's this guy that year after year is leading the teams, and I said this earlier, but it's worth me repeating. And he is still trying to find ways to get better. And he was saying they were winning. There were there were some folks on the team winning, but they weren't winning uh, collectively. And he wanted to change that, and he looked at himself and, and figured out things that he was doing that could, he could be improving on. And he went out there and uh, changed his ways, brought back more leadership, uh, and he's now – look at what's happened. They said, what, 50,000 in AREP sales in the last couple of weeks. We have some territories in the country who don't have this in a, a whole quarter so far. So this is a huge – I hope, I hope the listeners are listening to this and understanding that humility and understanding, looking at yourself, if there's an issue, it, more than not, it's you, you built it or you started it or you're a big influence in why there's a problem. So it starts with you and, it will, and then it will end with you and you must fix it. So Absolutely. Mine how was about, very how similar. about you, Craig? Mine was very similar. It was uh, my thing that I took away from Graham, and this is you know a little bit of advantage and I've kind of known him for a long time too, is that... You have so many people when you go to these meetings that go to these meetings to tell other people how good they're doing, right? And that's their whole mission mm-hmm. of the meeting. And they yep. want to talk about what they're doing and how good they're doing. And, and the reason why we get together and the reason why I feel like Graham is so successful is because Graham never stops seeking ways to get better. Um, never once did you hear him try to tell us how great everything's going or what they're no. doing great and all this stuff. It's Hey, this is what I did, and this is who I seeked out to to try to get better. And and you know, and, and that's one thing that he's always doing. He's always calling people. He's always at meetings talking. He's always has a passion for getting more educated, a passion for getting better with his craft, and a passion for helping people. And sometimes when you start to have a lot of success, you know, kind of like we talked about last week, um, it's hard to realize that you still have to do that. 
because there's always a next step. And so my biggest thing that I'd give everybody off of this episode is never stop seeking um, you know, advice, never stop seeking education, always, always be getting better with whatever you decide to do, whether it's colonial or playing a guitar or, you know, playing a sport, whatever it is, always seek ways to get better in whatever you're doing and never, never stop having a passion to, to educate yourself. So, um, I love the fact that people have called me that annoying kid that always asks people questions and stuff. And I hope that I never, never lose that title and I hope that I always keep the passion for that myself as well too because I know that's why Graham has made it 13 years in this business you bet. so um, my name is Craig Miller you can find me on Facebook you can uh, find me on LinkedIn and um, also the Fusic website if you want to get any Fusic gear is Fusic.us um, so TJ where can the listeners find you uh, thanks Craig they can find me on uh, Facebook at TJ McGinnis uh, Instagram McGinnis 516 and then uh, on the Fusic uh, pages and our Fusic email um, and looking forward to our next one Craig thank you all for listening alright buddy have a good one everybody love y'all Fusic a podcast for everyone who said I couldn't